Hello and welcome to another episode of Nubo's Pod. This time I have a guest coming to Denmark for just a few days. Yep. So really happy to have you here. Um, can you please introduce yourself? Hi, I am uh, Vaitea. I'm a world citizen, although I live in Italy currently. And uh, I'm a MC, DJ, hip-hop head. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as you said, you, you live in Italy now, but you live... Yep. Uh, Several places, and you. I live several places. A... I was born on the other side of the world in New Zealand, uh, and uh, then I moved back to Italy with my parents. But then I lived in Paris, where I got to meet and interact with a lot of uh, French hip hop pioneers too. And then I moved to London uh, about ten years ago, and I spent uh, two or three years there. Yeah, so I, I like to discover new places. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So, about discovering, how did you discover hip-hop and music and vinyl and all that stuff? Did, did you grow up in a household that had parents listening to vinyl or collecting vinyl? N- not really, not, not really, not really. My uh, parents were listening to cassettes mostly, but they were listening to good music. So, hip-hop, soul, uh, not, not hip-hop, but soul, jazz. Uh, what was sampled by uh, hip-hop, more or less? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then my father was playing guitar with Tahitian musicians. Ah, okay. So yeah, yeah, word music and uh, good sounds. So I've been blessed with that. And then when I was in school and I was about 12, 13 years old, a friend of mine, uh, because I was writing poetry and I really loved rhyming and uh, words, a friend of mine uh, introduced me to Ella Kujay, I Need Love. Ah, yeah, yeah. And that really struck me. I was like, this is what I want to do in my life. It's this- fun. It's like rhyming over rhythm. That's my thing. It was clear for me. Yeah. Also, I think that track at that point sort of dis- differentiated itself mm-hmm. because it was about love and it was yeah sort of a thing in that sort of macho culture that kind of didn't fit into that. And, yeah. And also could go further. Funny enough, that was actually the first hip hop track I actually also heard. Oh, really? That's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah, right. yeah. I really have a, an affinity for that track due to that. It, it yeah. was really. I think it really. But but yeah, but I was listening to reggae before listening to hip hop. Ah, okay. That and then sense. I got in touch with a lot of writers, so that was my introduction to hip hop culture, basically. Yeah. And then I started realizing that that uh, in hip hop there were a lot of vinyl records involved, and uh, I already liked buying records, so it was just just straight for me just so natural to to buy hip-hop records and studying and enjoying the the yeah. whole vibe getting yeah. vibe yeah yeah but you were emceeing for the first long a long time before you started yeah singing, weren't you yeah yeah absolutely absolutely because when i was um about 17 16 17 i started as i say writing uh, rhymes that i could rap on on records basically and uh and i started freestyling too I discovered freestyling and I was one of the uh, only few females that were rapping and they were freestyling also in Italian. And what year are we talking about? Uh, I don't want to spoil my age, oh, but yeah, it was yeah. like, no, I'm Approximately, kidding. Yeah. Early 90s, early, early 90s. 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, early 90s seems, uh, I, I don't know, how uh, was freestyle a big thing in Italy back then? It was actually. Because it was, seemed to be in Denmark. Really well, you gotta understand. I don't know about Denmark, no, but no. in Italy, the hip hop scene was very small and very, very underground. 
So we all knew each other because there were so, so few people that you would recognize someone just by yeah, him yeah. wearing a baggy uh, or, you know, yeah. it, having like a bit of paint in his hands and you'd be like, okay, that's a writer. And you could start talking and then after a while you'd be like, hey, so what's, your, what's your tag, you know? Yeah, and uh, I, I sort of missed that, that if someone wore specific clothes, you knew that you could talk to them. Yeah, you knew exactly, were, you know, exactly. It was like, yeah, dress codes or just attitude codes, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it, it's funny because Italy is quite a big country that it could be that small, the, the culture. It makes sense for me that like in Denmark, where it's such a small country, that the scene would be really, really small. Eh, but... I think it has to do with the culture. You know, yeah. Italy is a, is a country where people like disco, they like fast stuff, you know, now so it's like a lot a really of housing. No. Yeah, yeah, but it was just the, the whole uh, hip hop culture has been underground till, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, the early 2000, maybe 2005, 2008. That's when we started having the first uh, hip hop magazine, you know, at the kiosk that you could oh, buy, distributed nationally. But first, it was just a fanzine. So yeah, I started freestyling, and uh, and it was funny because at that time, uh, the freestyle in a in a hip hop stage would mean that there would be a hip hop artist, and then the DJ would spin 20 minutes about uh, you so, know of instrumental uh, like an open mic so like an open mic sort of but yeah. the thing is that i was the only girl so guys were like you know pointing their elbows like yeah. you know trying to grab the mic because there were only these 15 20 minutes of uh, open mic and every time they were like oh you looking for your boyfriend you know or... but was it like battles or just no battles? no no just freestyle just yeah. freestyle the battles arrived after eminem you know okay, okay, no yeah, no yeah. it's still just just you know dropping just some rhymes yeah the, just, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah top of the head you know yeah, top yeah. of the head type of stuff but how was it because i I'm, i'm guessing that you have to be sort of tough skinned and be sort of really want to do it if, if you're you not come to become tough skinned yeah yeah, yeah it, because as you said the sharp elbows and people making fun of you for being there and people like Did you feel that you were a bit disregarded uh, being or was it like some some did and some didn't? Or? Well, yeah, what happened is that I could see the the first girls were either someone's relative or someone's girlfriend. Yeah. So they would release stuff and I was always very independent. I wasn't affiliated to any crew, you know. Yeah. I was just a free atom. So uh, yeah, it took me a while to get the uh, well respected, let's say so. But yeah, I guess that's what toughened me up, you know, just experience. Oh yeah, yeah, having to do stuff yourself and having to continuously prove that you're worth something. That's uh, yeah, I guess that that's why. Yeah, because I've heard the same story here in Denmark from from women. Yeah, from coming up, in, yeah. especially in that. Era I, I usually say I have it all wrong, you know, I'm a woman, I'm blonde, I'm, you know, I'm Italian or, well, not Italian, but sort of, so... Yeah, 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 yeah not the typical hip-hop hip-hop uh, no, no. uh, thing, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. at all. It makes sense, but but when you you were doing a lot of... Uh, you were already writing poems and lyrics before you started rapping. Absolutely. And did, so what was it that captivated you about it? Was it the, the way you could express yourself or was it like the... More of like the, um, you know, spitting lyrics, or was it what you could, or was it I, a whole? I, I think I, I like the whole vibe. Yeah, expressing myself, uh, entertaining a crowd. Yeah. Which I I really enjoyed. You know, it wasn't even about the ego, but just having other people have fun with what I was doing. You know, properly 
entertaining, yeah. like the, the, the MC part of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That and also, well, it was something different, but that would correspond to me for as I know myself, you know? So, yeah. I think I, I found something that, that belonged to me without even being able to explain why. So I just did it. I kept on doing it, and then I had the chance to speak languages. So that opened me up to other mm, countries, you know? And uh, still, hip-hop in Europe was very small. So that's how I, I got to meet Alliance Ethnique at the time, French oh, group. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I collaborated when I was in France with Sage Poète de la Rue, which is also another uh, pioneering group. The, the, They came out with, with Jimmy J right after MC Solar. Okay, they collaborated okay, yeah, yeah, with yeah. MC Solar and then they did this uh, this album, uh, Qu'est-ce qui fait marcher les sages, which is like a classic hip hop uh, okay. French album. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I know that, but but I will check it out. Um, but yeah, you talked about, yeah, you, you, you speak both French, Italian, mm -hmm. and English. So how. You started writing, was it in Italian first or was it in English first? Or? No, no, in, in Italian, absolutely. I started writing in Italian because I was in Italy, so I wanted people to understand me. And then I, I figured out that uh, growing up bilingual, growing up bilingual because I was uh, half French and half Italian, that I could use other languages. And then I picked up English when I was nine, ten. So I started putting some just some words in the beginning just because it would sound different you, I could make other rhymes other flows and then I, I figured out that it would have been interesting to to write different lyrics and express different ways of being you know that they say that when uh, people are bilingual they express different parts of their personalities through yeah, their languages with each language yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's clear even with Danes just rapping in English even though it's they just rap in English because That's what you were supposed to do. Mm, 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 uh, mm, mm. But it, in Italy, how was it in Italy? Was most people rapping in Italian? Italian. Okay, because here it was like you had to rap in English oh, okay. in the beginning because it was not like original uh, or proper okay. if you weren't rapping in English. Oh wow! Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. That it, but that might also be a cultural thing because you. You do translate a lot to Italian. Exactly. You, you, And not a lot your... of Italians know English, so it would sound great, but they just wouldn't understand what you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. That, so... that makes sense in, in, in some some way. But do you, So you were rapping for, like, how long before you started teaching? Uh, I guess I started DJing at the end of the 90s, but I was a very insecure DJ, you know? So there was my mentor, Top Cat, who uh, is also a pioneer, like an Italian-American pioneer who's now DJ in Miami. And he would buy records and bring them at my house because at that time he didn't have turntables as is. Ah, okay. So that's how I learned a lot. And uh, he taught me how to mix my two first records and then he invited me to play at his birthday. And that was my, uh, my baptism. I would say, you know, with the trembling hand on the needle, that, that kind of uh, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the shimmers in the beginning, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then it took me a lot because for me, I was an MC. You know, I was an MC who loved records, who knew music, who had a lot of records, but I wasn't feeling I was a DJ for a long, long time. Until I think I, I started well, DJing more, uh, not mixing much. And then when I moved to London, uh, a little bit more than 10 years ago. I started really spinning like two or three nights per week. So uh, that's when I, I considered myself, well, maybe I'm also a DJ, you know? Yeah. 
So what do you consider yourself most now? DJ or an NC or just both? It, it's tr I think I'm both. I think I'm both because uh, it's been a while since I've released something as an MC, but I I get called to do both. But of course, I play more as a DJ than I do shows because uh, it, it's easier to have a, like a, you know, a weekly gig yeah, know, yeah, as a yeah, DJ yeah, than sense, having a, a weekly show at the same spot. So yeah, yeah, makes it's, sense, the, makes it's sense. the quantity, you know, it's just the, the quantity that makes me more of a DJ now. But in Italy, for instance, I am considered the MC before being the DJ. Yeah, because that's what they knew you because for. They, uh, yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but you were, uh, you're talking about you were, uh, you were also, you were living in Italy, but you were also going to France a lot yeah. while, when you were younger. and When I was younger, because my grandmother was living in the French Riviera in Nice, and uh, they had this amazing store called FNAC which is like a, a music store, equipment, music, yeah, yeah. TV store, very famous in France. And uh, that's when I started buying the first uh, hip hop uh, cassettes and, uh, and records. Uh, because in Italy, you wouldn't really find much, you know? There was only one uh, hip hop record store in, uh, in Milan, and they would receive, I don't know, for instance, two copies of The Far Side or PIG. Yeah. And you had to be there on that day and grab one of the two because if not, that was it. Yeah, and you probably didn't know what was coming and didn't know it until you had listened to it back no, then. Also, exactly. so you had to like exactly. And then you know, it's like blind buy it. And any then. record shop in the world, the more you see a customer, the more you get to know uh, yeah, the, what, the, what the, they the like. Get and then, first priority yeah, probably as well. Yeah, yeah. Like also, that. also, as I wasn't a DJ, you know. Yeah, you wouldn't get the first. Pick, I wouldn't get the first batch, but then I was one who would spend a lot of money there, so they would keep the records. They they knew my taste by then, and yeah. Nice, but what about um, you were traveling to France, but you also traveling to other countries just to see hip hop back then, or? Yeah, yeah, we would go to Switzerland because it was the closest place, uh, let's say a four hours drive from Milan, the closest place where we could uh, see hip hop shows because it was very, very, very rare to have uh, hip hop concerts there. So uh, uh, we started going to Zurich, yeah. that was the spot. The Rote Fabrique, uh, mythical place where I saw, uh, I don't know, Wu Tang with ODB, uh, Artifacts, Farsight. Um, Yeah, I saw Diamond D, I saw uh, uh, Big Cap. Oh, damn. Big That's Cap, a, when you released I heard yeah. anything about Big Cap. <laughs> <laughs> But just him alone or with Flex? or No, just just, uh, just him alone. And uh, he, yeah, I was doing a, uh, just a set. But for me, he was the DJ who put like five women on the track. So Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, but also just at that time, it probably wasn't, was special to see just A DJ spinning just hip hop records, I would imagine, especially from the states. Not in Switzerland. Okay. Man. Not in Switzerland, but in Italy, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In Italy, we we would have had. Um, uh, I remember we saw the Roots when they released their first album that we were talking about yeah, previously, yeah. and it was on a Sunday night next to Brescia, and it was just 50 of us. And it's very fun because that was uh, the mid 90s and then I got to New York in uh, early uh, 2000. I was at a party with a friend and Black Thought saw me and a friend was like, I know you guys, like, <laughs> how do you know us? Yeah, you, you were know? one of the few. Like, was you were one of the few in our show in Italy. <laughs> so also, funny. that was like one of the first international tours, right? Yeah. So that probably mm -hmm, also makes mm -hmm, sense mm -hmm. that they would remember a lot of stuff. From yeah, that. yeah. And in Italy, they were considered jazz more than hip-hop this is how they got to tour there actually they 
sometimes are in Denmark. I saw them, the last time I saw the Roots was at the Danish Interna uh, International Jazz Festival. See? At like the Danish radio station building at their yeah, concert yeah. hall for the so, jazz festival. But but the good thing is that in those uh, occasions you had to uh, meet the artist. You know, I saw for instance the, the first concert I went to where I met a hip hop artist was Guru with Jazzmataz. Ah, yeah. So we're talking the first Jazzmataz. Like, with live band or just... Uh, with a live band, oh, with uh, Courtney Pine and Carlene Anderson. It was like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, damn. 1993. And I I told my mom I was going with Chief and Space at this concert in Turin, like two hours away. She's like, don't you have friends with normal names? I'm like, yeah, but mom, you don't understand. I mean, they respect me. I respect them. <laughs> Teenager thoughts. But yeah, but it, nice it was that, great. that yeah. you were able to just find people to travel with to that yeah so it wasn't just you going home no but of course i would have never been there you know it's, it's because i had the luck to meet all these people in milan that would chaperone me you know and understand that but maybe were you a bit younger than them or was i was younger i was like, two or three years younger than them yeah that's a lot when you're that age. so yeah it is it is so they would see you know the little blonde girl who was trying to MC and write some rhymes and yeah they kept me with them and they had me learning stuff and uh They would teach me, explain, had me listen to music, had me listen to uh, music, uh, you know, the, all the, where the samples were coming from, all the originals, oh, nice. and yeah. But that's good because then you sort of get an introduction to the whole thing. Yeah. That probably helped shape you as a DJ as well. Also, also, absolutely. And it, it was a lot about the hip hop culture in itself, more than just the different aspects of it, the different disciplines, you know. It was a lot about being united and. Uh, each of us bringing something, you know, very personal, like their interpretation of the whole culture. But you had to know your hip hop, you know, you had to study, you couldn't improvise, you had to uh, drop rhymes that wouldn't sound like anybody else. You know, when I'm thinking about today where uh, maybe I'm old, but everything sounds pretty much the same, you know, you, you had to yeah, develop also, your own flow. Also, it was that even uh, from my, I'm, I'm born in 84 and Even when, like, we were in the early 2000s, mm -hmm. when you were at, uh, like, a hip-hop festival, react or jams, like, everyone had to have a verse, everyone had to be able to do everything. Yeah. Because you, it was just part of the hip-hop culture. I don't rap, but I had to have a verse. Really? And I could spit all the time, because you had to have a verse. There would be there would be cyphers outside, and you would... Everyone would have to spit a verse. Same with b-boy, and you had to yeah. know how to at least do an app rock, you know? Yeah, like yeah, 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 the basics. Yeah, 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 and you would have to be at least able to do, like, a throb or at mm -hmm. least a good, you know, no, well, tag I, and stuff like I, that. I tried. I tried graffiti. That's when I realized it was better for me to write rhymes, you know, instead of writing things on the yeah, wall, yeah. because I really I really can draw. I... But it's also, I, th I think, that's the beauty for me about hip-hop mm -hmm. culture, is that there's different elements and you yep. can figure out where you fit in and what you like and what's best for you yep. and some people change from one thing to another figure mm -mm. Out, or some people are diverse or it's just yep. whatever you do like you started rapping then you found DJing and then you do both and then, yeah yeah but then you try something else figure out that's not me and then you figure out okay this might be interesting to try and it's funny because in Italy I noticed that there's a lot of rappers that come from writing And DJs that come from b-boying. I don't yeah, know yeah. if it's the same over here, but yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, quite a, a bit, but, uh, awesome. Uh, especially, yeah, a lot of d 
DJ, but actually a lot of rappers also back. The, a lot of the West Coast rappers were coming from b-boying, uh, mm -hmm. like uh, back in the days as well. But yeah, like Black Eyed Peas, for instance. Oh yeah, but but uh, the, the West Wait, Coast, even Denmark. Yeah, the, mean, the yeah. West Coast style, the ones who did like the West Coast style here. Oh yeah. A lot of them were like coming from breakdancing. Ah, because you have a West Coast and an East Coast in yeah, Denmark yeah, yeah. too. We, oh, we, okay. We had a lot of like that, a lot of beef also with that. Oh, right. <laughs> like people were taking the whole culture within even the West Coast. Oh, right. But that was because in Denmark, I don't know how it was in Italy, but in Denmark it was a lot about um, you. You had like the downtown in always where I'm from. There was like the downtown scene, and mm -hmm. then there was like the west of the city, which was like the ghettos area mm -hmm. like the more poverty area yeah where there was a lot of immigrants so they were often beefing with like the typical danes big that had was mostly east coast hip-hop heads and the ones mm -hmm. that were in the ghetto mm -hmm. probably more related to the more the south and west coast with the storytelling about some of the stuff and like also through the like the, a lot of the french stuff like lahine and all that mm -hmm. sort of more ghettoish stuff and they would like clash. Oh, but also that's they, fun, they, they, yeah. But they would also have different influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, yeah, so, I, can, so it, I can dig that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now for us, it was more, the differences were coming more from uh, different cities in Milan, you know, if you were from, in Milan, in Italy, sorry, if you were from Milan, if you were in Rome and Naples, the accents were different, so the flows were different. Oh yeah, that was also the that same was, year. Yeah. Uh, that was also the same year, but it was often like, in the middle of the cities, it was more mm. East Coast, and outside the outskirts, it was more West Coast often. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's that's almost been an inter interesting thing, I, th mm -hmm. I feel. But how about, um, so you had that whole, you were going to Switzerland, you were meeting a lot of the international artists. Meeting a lot of artists, and meeting a lot of artists, yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, we were doing, like, we were hanging around with this journalist, like a hip-hop journalist. And uh, me, this other girl, and uh, this journalist from an yeah. uh, Italian hip-hop magazine. Okay. And I was translating for an Italian writing magazine. Ah, okay. And I figured that then when we were going to Switzerland, she was saying that she was a journalist. She would get the free entrance and getting to interview the artist. And that's what was interesting you know, to me, like getting to meet the artist and interact with people that were coming from the birthplace of hip-hop, you know? Yeah, yeah. from the states so uh so i told my people at the uh, graffiti magazine i was like what do you think about starting interviewing you know hip-hop artists to not only writers but also musicians like okay so i started interacting with the artists ah, that's okay. how i got to meet yeah uh, artifacts uh perry smith and then when perry smith came uh, with uh, eric sermon epmd then uh, i had already uh, freestyled with perry and he told eric sermon yo you got to listen to this girl so I got to freestyle for uh, Eric Sermon, then I met, uh, yeah, a bunch of artists. I, I met Redman, uh, uh, AG, who's one of my favorite FCMCs. Yeah, um, especially like that whole show in AG stuff. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so yeah, I've been very blessed. And even, you know, with French culture, I, I got to meet a lot of the artists that I was uh, just respecting and listening to. And, uh, Sometimes it's disappointing because sometimes the human being is different from the yeah, artist, yeah, yeah. you know. There, there's but, the saying you never want to meet your But idols. Yeah, <laughs> but when it matches, it's it's great because sometimes it creates bonds. For instance, Artifacts, I met them in 96. When I went to New York in 2005, DJ Chaos took me 
uh, record digging. He was also so and, sweet. Uh, that guy. Uh, he, lovely person. Yeah, yeah, lovely person, and he's very missed, very much yeah, missed. Yeah, yeah. And then I did a, a track with L, uh, with L the Sensei, yeah, a remix of one of my tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's another interesting part of your story because you moved to London. Yeah. Uh, that was what? Uh, 2012. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got signed to PBE. Yeah. That was after you moved to London, right? Yeah, because I, I moved to London and I was already starting uh, working on an album, which took me a lot because I, I, I'm a hip-hop artist and a hip-hop head, but of course I'm doing a lot of other things in my life. So that kept me busy. But at a certain point in my life, I wanted to release an album. So I started recording all these tracks and, and naturally they were all coming out in English. And um, my producer is French. Uh, he's one of uh, Cyan Super Crew's producers. Yeah. He's called Giver Heidman. So props, Giver. <laughs> we love you. And um, so I was going back and forth from Milan to Paris and then from London to Paris and recording all these tracks. And uh, at the end of the day, it was an album. So I started looking for labels and I, I bumped into BBE, you know, and... Uh, uh, destiny is uh, has to happen that way, so it was just destiny, and uh, I got to release yeah that album with BBE. I feel very blessed about it. the The cover was made by uh, a great Italian uh, writer, uh, and she also did the videos. It's a woman also, so it was important for me too. And uh, she's called Nemo, and uh, and that's it basically. I I challenged myself because I didn't want to. Uh, put forward the fact that I was rhyming in different languages. I just wanted to focus in English and see what would happen with that. Also made sense because you were living in an English city and talking English every day. Probably. Also, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to if you were doing an English album living in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there were a couple of tracks that uh, became unreleased. They were like half French or half Italian. But yeah, I think... Uh, it had to go that way. But yeah, BB is also a very legendary label, mm, so mm, it, it mm, must mm, have mm. been quite a the cadeau to be able to yeah release on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. CC, I'm telling you, I'm feeling very blessed and uh, and uh, and complete in my hip hop career. You know, after I, I released that album, because I was also the producer, so I was taking care of everything. You know, uh, you know, I didn't have like a, a a manager or the the stylist or the video maker. We would take care of everything, me and my and my friend uh, Nemo, and um, I, th- that's you know that's very satisfactory. I would say for me it was okay. After I released that album, I was like, okay, I can stop and do something else now in my life. Mm-hmm. So you started focusing more on the teaching after that. Or? I also started focusing more on the DJing. Or was that at, also while you were at, doing the album? At the you were same doing that? time, exactly, because I moved to London, we started DJing a lot. Uh, so uh, I I like that vibe too, and I found the uh, the difference no between MCing and DJing is that when you're an MC, you go on stage, you you uh, do your live show, you have people in front of you when you you have your songs and you just sing your songs, and you're just there like okay, that's me, listen to my thing, listen to my word, you know. But as a DJ, you have to be much more generous because you you cannot not consider the people that you have in front yeah. of you. you know? And you can also not demand attention for all four hours if you play four hours. Exactly, exactly. So I I love both aspects. I think they, they complete me in, in being a hip-hop head, as I told you. And uh, and I also felt the, the need to uh, give women in Italy what I didn't have, so space. Uh, so I started in 2010 uh, uh, an event, a uh, yearly event called uh, Ladies First with a, a crew of ladies called Fly Girls Milano. And uh, we've been uh, 
doing this for 10 years up to the pandemic and then we stopped. We did our last, uh, our last show because they closed Italy. With, it was supposed to be our final festival and it was on March 8th. And on March 8th, that's when they closed Italy. So you had planned on it being the last show anyways or? Uh, yeah, we didn't do it because... Uh, no, you no, know, but if, 20... if it had happened, it would have still been the last or? Uh, yes, because to me it was the, the closing of a cycle. Yeah. And I was also experiencing a, a, a lot of... Uh, uh, difficulties finding women that I liked, that I wanted to give Put forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but but can you talk a bit more about that project? How it how it started? How you came up with it? How it was? You know, um, how people accepted it or didn't? Well, it, it started it started uh, simply because I wanted to do a birthday party, and um, it became a big uh, all women party because I asked a girl and then she asked a friend and then you know I contacted another couple of DJs and then writers and then breakers and then you know so we put them all together and it was so good that uh, all of them wanted to do it again and uh, some of them were more uh, into it than, than others and they were like let's form a crew and do the same thing next year but better yeah so every year we would try to make it better and that's how I got to meet Tia actually because um, a DJ friend of mine from uh, the center of Italy knew Tia, I don't know how, but he put me in contact with her. And uh, basically she put me in contact with uh, this ONG called Free Muse that wanted to uh, put forward women in music. Yeah. So they helped us with a little sponsoring, which ah, allowed nice. me to call you know, women from a bit more afar. We invited Yara Bravo, we invited uh, women from Southern Italy to come and perform. So it became something more seriously and more renowned in Italy as the spot for ladies to to get known, you know, to and also maybe be accepted a bit. Or was that? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it was funny because the the best feedbacks were uh, coming from men, not only because they would see women on stage, like you know, uh, yeah, pussy, you know, like uh, Italian type but... of uh, machista, but just enjoying the fact that they were entertained for a whole night with a sort of a, uh, of, I would call it a female touch. So the way to make this whole night a proper show, you know, like a nonstop show with like showcases, showcase it, dance showcase, and then the writers outside, and then there was a nails corner, and then, yeah, you know, just a, a whole but not But not too much of that. Oh, we actually, they actually could rap, not that stuff. No, absolutely. This is not what I wanted because no, no, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, I've lived, I've, you know, I've been through that, and yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. that's the opposite of what I wanted, you yeah, know. Exactly. And this is why after the the second or the third year, we had on stage men too. It became natural too because some DJ friends were like, "Oh, you know, can I DJ during your breaks?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we had a um, a track competition for uh, men, women, uh, anything. Uh, with nice prices, we had Fila as a sponsor, so it, oh, was, yeah, it was also <laughs> inviting, yeah. And um, and people would enjoy it just to be there, both for the contest and for the for the show. It was one of the the rare, entertaining, you know, nonstop entertaining nights in Milan. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and, and it, but uh, that stopped right at the pandemic. Have you done something? Well, at the pandemic, when since? it when it got cancelled in 2020, we were all yeah. so disappointed, you know. And then uh, it, it took a whole year to get back into the vibe because it was always done on, around March 8th, you know, the Friday closest to March 8th, of ah, course, okay, Women's yeah. Day. And uh, in 2021, we decided to do it online. 
Ah, so you live streamed it or? Yeah, we live streamed like uh, seven, eight hours of events. And I had women like sending me showcases, like video showcases. And then we had the contest and it was all done, you know, with a, with a live direct. It, it was very nice, but the human dimension was lost, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to do, to do it online. I didn't want to do it live because the place where we used to do it live had changed management and it wasn't the, 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 the place that we wanted to do it at anymore. And then I think I, I also needed some time to, to do my things, you know, and my own projects. I think I've, I've given what I had to do. I've given back to women in hip hop what I, what I had to and now. Yeah, that's also good that you felt focused because you have had your journey through it. So yeah. You've also seen that people go through the same journey, probably. And yeah, yeah. Do you, do you feel any difference between what you went through when you were younger and what they go through now, or do you feel it's more the same still? I don't know. I feel now, in in some ways, being a woman is a plus, which necessarily wasn't when when I was younger. You know, it was a peculiarity. It was something that would differentiate you. But it, uh, it didn't necessarily uh, was a, a, a good thing, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, now it's uh, I can tell women got their got their spot, you know. They got their energy. I can see what Tia is doing, for instance. You know, they got their place. We got more room. I think it's uh, this this whole uh, there are not enough women in the culture. This whole thing has been you know brainstormed enough for it not to be a topic anymore. So it's good. So I think it's it's the evolution, you know? Also seeing from sort of the outside as a man, what I feel at least from what I can see has happened a lot is that for a long time, it seemed that a lot of women thought that there were only a few spots mm -hmm. and they would compete for the same spots mm -hmm. instead of like just helping each other out and creating more spots. So it, it was like, They thought they had to compete with each other, even and, though they had, yeah. didn't need to. And that's another thing that uh, came out in my event, is that women had a safe spot where it wasn't about competition, but it was about creating something altogether. I think that that's the the, the most satisfactory thing that came out of it, just it, the, the it, connection it, between women, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. at least in Denmark, it was like they thought there could be only like one female rapper or one like female DJ and then they would like but, yeah, but Haiti also... sort of like look side-eyed to each other because they were afraid they would take their spot or that they would like yeah or, or, but... like like feel that they had to compete even but that's also what I saw you know between males when the the, um, the music industry started opening towards yeah. rap uh, in Italy you know it was sort of They, they all wanted the whole cake instead of understanding that we everyone could get a piece of the cake and we could maybe open a bakery. So, uh, so yeah, I saw that also between males. Yeah. So I, I think it's uh, um, it's probably human, you know. It's uh, in Italian, well, in Latin they say "mars tua vita mea." So I get what I get, and you know what you don't get. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. I think the thing could just be that when. It's mostly a male-dominated culture. So many more men will be there, and few women. Then it yeah, can, but it can that's be why for years, you know, like uh, being a minority, let's say so, being a minority, the thing that I would hear the most was, "You're good to be a woman." 
yeah, which, which is, is the worst thing you can it's tell. Exactly, exactly. So now it has changed. That's good. Luckily, luckily we, we evolved. Maybe as humanity, we tried to evolve as humanity. <laughs> That's good to hear. So you also, uh, I, now you're traveling a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, still, you're, you're traveling a lot DJing right now, right? Mm -hmm. DJing, yeah, DJing and MCing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how, how is it like, uh, do you feel there's a difference between how you approach uh, as a vinyl DJ going to different countries or like how, how the scene is and how it's... Not, not really. There are some moments where I feel this being a woman, like, ah, oh, you're good to be a woman or you're somebody's, uh, you know, girlfriend comes out again, for instance, when there's a problem with fixing the equipment. Because, of course, I've been playing a lot, so I know all the tricks for turntables, yeah, yeah. wires, and everything. And sometimes I just let, like, the three men hanging, you know, dealing with this thing. I'm like, maybe we could. No, 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 let us deal with it. And then half an hour, I'm like, okay, can I try just one little thing? And then I, you know, solve the issue. And I always have this feeling of, of male going like, ah, how does she know this thing? How didn't we fix it, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, so the stereotype the, that it has to be that and you can't know it if you're a woman. Yeah, it's a bit sad when it happens. But then I also find a lot of joy of men having a, a, a woman behind deck that knows uh, and that is uh, passionate as, as much as they are. So it's good. Yeah, I think also passion is just the best thing to unite. Yeah. Most people appreciate passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe... I mean, I'm going to say something I don't know because it, I've been thinking about it, you know, for uh, quite a few years about men into hip hop and women into hip hop. And I figured out that from what I saw, from so many examples that I saw around me, women sometimes get to face things in life, children mostly, that has them uh, have other priorities while men can... Um, can remain kids a bit more. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the, They don't have to grow up I, I, the same way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's very delicate to, to you know, uh, I'm trying to say it in the in the best way, but that's what I think. Uh, you men can cultivate your inner kid more, longer than women. Just in, in where life brings you to. So maybe, I don't know, I'm, I'm keeping my, my inner kid alive just like, guys do so i'm a bit of a tomboy for that but yeah but i also think to to do what we're doing djing being an artist you have to be a big kid sort of yeah because it's it's yeah. more of a passion thing it's more of like something that you want to do that is not necessarily about like building the life or like steady income or whatever it, it it's more yeah, about and you have to do it because you want to do it, it not and, because and then again it's, it's a passion but on the other hand it's also a job yeah, yeah, yeah so it depends on how you want to do it what sort of compromises you want to take you know you know on the the music that you want to play or places where you want to go how big of a club you want to play so even in hip-hop what sort of a hip-hop do you want to play hip-hop for the masses Or, you know, hip-hop that makes like 20 people nod their head but makes you happy too when you play it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but that, that also comes into like the being a big kid because I'm yeah. sort of like the big kid that doesn't want to do anything. I don't like, you know, there's no compromise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's also, but you also have to be in a privileged situation to be able to. Absolutely. To do that because. Absolutely. You have to not be at a point where you have to worry too much about all the other stuff. 
Yeah, well. So as you're saying, if you have a kid, if you have to take care of that all the time, and if you can't, if you have to take care of the kid and doesn't have time to work that much, then then, then compromises are easier to make or what do you say it, it, it's it's a different thing yeah but, than not having the responsibility but then again i think life is a compromise so you just have to choose which ones you're willing to take yeah you know so i mean i have friends who dj full-time but then they dj in clubs that they're not happy to play in you know they come back home and they like frustrated ah, i hated the music yeah i played that music but i don't like it i'm like it How can, how can you do it like three nights a week for like yeah. a, I mean Wouldn't I understand it be better just going to like a factory working you don't like either <laughs> yeah and then maybe the play just a couple of gigs again it's it's choices you know yeah. and it's very personal so I think I found my right balance so I'm very happy with the, the jobs that I do and the, the life that I have that allows me to travel DJ use my different skills and apply them in different fields and also as an artist I think it can be hard to do that over a longer period of time because true I feel very blessed evolves yeah because what you were doing 10 20 years ago is not what you you cannot be doing the same thing true for it to unless you have a name but then maybe you still yeah. cannot do it like yeah yeah you can yeah. see some old DJs that play the same thing they done for 30 years but they're shitty live so it's you know yeah and it, 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 you have to evolve with something yeah 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 true that true that and that can be hard yeah doing while you're doing all that yeah someone told me recently in Italy they're like you, you must be the most longevous you know uh, hip-hop artists like female hip-hop artists in Italy for sure you know or maybe in Europe uh, because I've been in in hip-hop culture for 30 years I've evolved in the hip-hop culture for 30 years so it's a uh, you know 30 out of 50 years of hip-hop I was there like Karis one would say so of course it influences your your whole life you know yeah also because it to me at least hip-hop is a whole culture it is the whole life it is it's it's, it's interesting in so many ways in because because you used it for an outlet for your feelings for your lyrics because you used yeah. the music as an outlet probably for your feelings as well and as an yeah. outlet for something else you use it to gain something from audience response and from like happiness through that yeah. it That's is very such a big part of your life that you know it's it's part of your daily life and if it's not there it will be yeah hard. you don't feel complete yeah, yeah. i mean i know I, i couldn't imagine my my life uh, without music without hip-hop without all the connections that i that i have and that i have had worldwide through hip-hop uh, wherever you, i go i mean sorry i'm saying you know no, no. one of my sayings is uh home is where the techniques are you know home is where the 1200s are because it's true i've been all around the world and you just see a tag Uh, you, you you go to someone's uh, house, for instance, at your place. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, of course, I know these records, of course. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Wherever you go, you can bring your your records, and you but, have two turntables, and you're at home. But also, you can unite with a lot of people through that. So you can go to a place you've never been before, meet people, and, yeah. and instantly, yeah, like connect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as we were saying previously, while well, we were eating, you know, there's some people that you know for years but that you've never met in person but yeah, they're like yeah, sort of family culture, yeah, 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 yeah 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 just especially with online as well mm -hmm. but, but just 
yeah, you know them through something. Yeah. Maybe you come there and then then they're not there, but they might have booked you and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have a friend, a, a female MC in Australia, who spent her teenage years in uh, in Italy, right? And uh, and now she's back in Australia. And she got back to Italy this year. We met each other again after you know we were in our 20s, and now we're almost in our 50s. Well, and uh, and it was like meeting the, the you know the, the previous day you know it was so so easy and so nice and so natural for us to meet again and spend time together and she's like she's ready for me to get there in Australia you know doing a showcase and a DJing so I mean I know I have amazing connections worldwide through hip-hop I feel very blessed about it that's great um, one other thing uh, you travel a lot and you Bring vinyls. Mm -hmm. um, you mostly do seven inches now because yeah. of the weight. Yeah. But what about uh, you know crate digging? Do do you do you buy a lot of rickets when you're traveling, or do you mostly buy rickets when you're at home? Or you know it's a drug. So exactly. you know you you try not to buy a lot of records, but then you know when you find yourself digging, it's hard not to not to buy those records it's really sort of a addict mechanism yeah 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 so yeah it, it depends on it depends on my suitcase actually it depends on my suitcase and now i live in a tiny apartment in milan and uh, i have half of my records in a deposit in a storage so um so yeah this is why i i try to mostly buy seven inch records now because it's the ones i play But of course, there are some albums, there are some 12s that when you see them, you cannot not buy them. Or you have the CD and the CD, you know, is a, is not as reliable as the, the, the vinyl. Yeah, they, they, they might not last 20 years and a lot of them are 20 years plus old. So. Exactly. So sometimes when I find the vinyl and, you know, I knew that I've burned that CD so many times, I, I just buy it on record. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. But, uh, but are you also like, digging for local stuff when you're out or is it more just whatever you find? Uh, no, you yeah, no. stuff to, you're looking for? To be honest, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not very curious about uh, local hip-hop. I'd rather see live. I'd rather see the artist live, you know, yeah. and then if I really like it, then support and buy the album. Uh, for instance, well, I'm very connected with Sardinia, which is an island uh, in, uh, in Milan, one of the two Italian uh, islands, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And um, and Sardinian rap and Sardinian reggae scenes are amazing, but in Italy no one knows about them. So I I try to support them, you know, and make posts about them. And uh, there are very good MCs. And uh, and after the the hip hop female project that I was telling you about, uh, out of it uh, um, I created a um, Sardinian female festival about female and arts. Uh, so multidisciplinary, there are dancers like from belly dancers to painters. It's not hip hop anymore, but it's also hip hop and, and reggae and the whole spirit is very hip hop. So I do that now. I I take care of uh, showcasing other women and uh, and supporting. Like, you know, when they say support your your local artist, well, I support local artists maybe, maybe not from my place necessarily, but people I think that are stylish enough to be known by more people than they are yeah it makes sense yeah so do you do you, when you play a lot abroad is is it through social media now a lot of it is booked or is it just yeah having played so much that you know people then did yeah you both both absolutely both yeah both in italy and in europe yeah that's how it happens 
Makes sense. Uh, we're more or less running out of time now. So, uh, do you have anything else you would like to like uh, talk about or? But no, if, uh, if you guys are curious, just go check my music, uh, Vaitea. You can find on YouTube. Uh, you can find some tracks there. You have a Mixcloud, Soundcloud, all that. Follow me, you know, on Instagram. Uh, I'll follow you back. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, if if you got any questions, just write me, uh, and I'll let you know more about it. I think I I've told you a lot about myself. I'm not very good, you know, talking about myself. No, but it's, I'm the it's, one it's, usually interviewing others. So yeah, yeah but it's know. interesting to hear because it's 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 also there's some differences culture-wise as well from mm -hmm. you being from Italy and how stuff works and how. But it's also interesting to see how the hip hop culture has been compared to like putting them next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I might write a book one day where you know I have a lot of anecdotes about my my path as a as a blonde MC. So yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mm -mm. But, but thank you very much for coming. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Thank Peace you. Peace out.